every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. It's time! Dude, China's even doing this. Good job, China. I don't know if she was actually doing that, but well, first of all, welcome to the show because I got promoted. I'm now the host for one week. I get a one week audition to see if I can interview Andrew Taylor. But on a very serious note, what um what I wanted to what we want to accomplish today is some things that Andrew, um, I want to ask you because I think there's there's so much I've gotten to observe over you know almost nine years now, and um, you know there's some things that I want people to know that I think you can get better perspective on than I can, you know, um, we launched a company to be nine years and, and it's coming up here in a couple months on the 12th of December. It'll be nine years. When we launched the company, what was the, you made a big change you were another company. You were there. How many years? Um, six, six. Okay. You're with somebody you've known forever. What about a yours? Who was with his family? He was hired by a family member, you know, um, what was the number one reason for you that you decided, man, you know, um, it's better than grocery, you know, doing the grocery deal, you know, bagging groceries. Um, but you know what? I'm going to make a change. What was the number one reason you said, I'm going to, I'm going to make a change. Go to family first. Life. Yes. hundred percent. Why did you decide to join us? So I was considered one of the top sales. You did really well, right? dude. I mean, yeah. you'd be humble, but you were, you kicked ass. Okay. And, at the end of the day, uh, I had a lot of trophies and mm-hmm. a lot of recognition, but I didn't have very much money. And I felt like I was living a lie. Okay. okay? And I, I was recruiting people to this industry, and I felt like I wasn't telling them everything because if I did, they wouldn't do it. So when family first life opened up and you kind of just told everything, this is how it works. This is the comp, um, live your own life. Like you don't, and you kind of said, if you don't want to go to meetings, don't, if you're productive, you're productive, live your life, however you want to live it. So to me, it was giving me the true, um, business owner feel to do what I wanted to do. Now I ended up loving what I was doing and wanted to do, go to all these meetings and all these trainings and do all these things and build an agency. But it was that. And then, I mean, the commission rate had a lot to do with it. You were saying, Oh, you can earn up to 145%. I'm doing the math. I'm like, okay, so if I write 400 K in a year, then I'm going to make double what I make selling the same products. Okay. Was there anything that was holding you back? Were you like, man, it sounds good, but, or no? 
yeah, I, I, there was people that I felt bad leaving and I had to take the perspective of, I worked somewhere for six years. I gave everything I had. They made money for six years, you know? So I had to go, you know what? Why do I owe them the rest of my life? And once I took that perspective of, I don't, I, I've worked hard. People have been compensated. People that have helped me have been compensated. I shouldn't feel bad about doing something else that makes me happy. Do you know how bad I felt about leaving? I know you didn't feel bad. (laughs) I could give a freaking rip. I know. You know what? Because I wasn't put here to make somebody else rich. I had two kids, family, people to take care of, look out for my mom. I could give a freaking rip about anybody else that was over there making money off of me. I, know. I actually was excited that they seemed to be upset about it. Make me more upset. Anyway, um, all right. So you join us, very talented. You start building a business today. If I would have said to you, December of when you join us, February, February of fourteen. Yeah. If I had said to you in February of fourteen, hey Andrew, your organization will be doing seventeen, eighteen, nineteen million a month in paid business. If I just said that, which I did not, dude, I was said no way. Okay, no way, no none. Way. Was your mind even remotely in any kind of I'm going to build a massive business mindset? No, man. So, what's interesting is I would have been comfortable making if I didn't have other people pushing me and competing and if, if I didn't get around a new circle of people, then I would have been comfortable making a hundred or 200 K, you know, but I got around all these people and then they, they you and the, the other uh, people at FFL who, who else at the beginning FFL, who are you most competitive with? Um, I think I was most competitive with everybody, but no, give me one. Well, Let's think. Let's oh. go like a year into it. As you start to like pick up momentum. Mike Killamit. Mike Killamit. Because he was, he was the biggest. Because he's number one. Yeah. Okay. Fair so enough. So I started telling people we're going to be bigger than Mike Killamit. Weird. And all by right. the way, we all compete here. We love yeah, everybody. We're, it's where we're supposed to work. All in one mass. Absolutely. The, the interesting thing about that is he was helping me. Correct. You know? Yeah. But it was absolutely. fun. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to give our team like a goal. So we go, okay, let's, can we pass this person? Can we pass this person? Can we, can we pass this person? It, it, and hold on a minute, but we were doing a call the other day, and I said to Mark Mead, yeah. I said, hey, man, you passed Grady. Weird, because we're in Grady's office. You passed Grady. And he was like, yeah, yeah, well, we're just all one big team. I go, so you're behind Wetmore. Like, when do you pass him? And, dude, we're all on the same team. Like, yeah. we're totally having fun. But it's funny because it hit me, and you said this a, a couple weeks ago, or maybe a couple months ago. You're like, dude, we competed and had fun. We read leaderboards and we had fun. We knew where we stood and we were competing with ourselves and with each other. And we weren't talking junk to each other about it either. We were just competing, mm-hmm. you know. And it was funny his response because Mark was the most competitive people to begin with. Yeah, he was calling me out. He was calling everybody yeah. out. When, you when didn't the like, company opened, you he didn't was like that. saying, yeah. You didn't like that. Tell, tell, how'd you feel when Mark was calling you out? Well, first yeah, of all, what so was we, he saying to call you out? We did a call. Yeah. You still hold on to this. I know I do. Okay. We did a call yeah. and... Um, you read my name on accident in place of Mark Mead's name. So, so it, you think it was an accident? I don't know. And then Mark's like, wait a second. When 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 did Andrew have a bigger team than me? And then you were like, oh, I read him backwards. And he was like, yeah, that's what I thought. You know? 
Yeah, I remember that. And he goes, he'll never have a bigger team than me. I remember that, too. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. You didn't like that, though. I, I kind of did like it. No, you like, but I'm saying you're competitive. And you know, yeah. we love Mark. It's not yeah. about, but my yeah, point yeah. is, what is wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing. Literally nothing. Like, yeah. we're all on the same team, and especially now what we got with integrity, it's great. Um, give me the most frustrated time you had in this business with us. Like, where you were like, dude, I just, like, I, I, you know, I just don't know. Give me the time where you were like, man, I really was in a tough spot here, and here's why. Well, there's been a lot of those. Give me the one that you think has been the toughest. Uh, so I had a, like a friend roll like $100,000 in debt to me. Well, good friend. Not a friend anymore. I know that, but prior, good friend. Yeah. Like known him forever. Um, and it seems like when something happens, like mo- like it comes in like threes or fours. So if one thing happens, another thing happens. If w- another thing happens, another thing happens. And what's interesting is Mark Mead helped me out a lot because I, I could not stop focusing on this, like so mad about mm. it. And um, I know that Mark Mead had had something similar happen. A friend of his. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so I was telling him how mad I was, and he goes, dude, how much money did you make this year? And I was like, told him tons and it was more than a lot yeah, more than that correct he's like okay so subtract 100k from that so an, an example would be okay so if somebody made a million dollars now they only made 900 he basically was like dude grow up yeah. like just it's okay mm-hmm. so i was like oh that's pretty good that's a pretty good way to think about it so i dropped it now i always say that the bad things that have happened to me are the best things that have happened to me because without that it you can't grow in business if you don't have these setbacks. So that same week I had a client call me and cancel an annuity that I wrote and it gave me a $28,000 charge back. So I, dude, I had already spent the money by the time. Of course you did. In my head. 28 grand. It was like, it's gone. Yeah. 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 So they were doing is taking the money back. They gave you, but you had already spent it. Yeah. (laughs) So what's funny about this is, um, when I would get chargebacks, it would upset me. But when I got a $28,000 charge back, it upset me, but I got through that. Mm-hmm. And then no chargeback ever upset me again. So I always say it was the best thing that ever happened to me because if I got a smaller one, I'm yeah, like, 800 bucks, like 800 bucks, I'm like, grand. dude, I, I got this. Correct. I could go write 10 apps and Correct. clear it, no big deal. And then the other weird, interesting thing is, after that happened, the way I communicated with a customer after a chargeback, I wasn't... I wasn't scared of them continuing to say no. My communication mm-hmm. changed and I was able to save a lot of deals. So if someone canceled, I would call them and I'd go, hey, I'm going to come back over, fill out the proper cancellation forms, and then I would end up saving the policy like 50% of the time. But instead of being scared, I wasn't. So my communication was better. So what you nobody has more crazy, stupid videos than me of client interactions than you. Yeah. What is the craziest appointment you've been on? You want me to like be, yeah, dude, we have to be real. Okay. I mean, as long as you're telling me, I've got a few, but one of the craziest ones was, is this, this is okay. Right. I mean, yeah, let's share it. Let's see what happens. So I used to run Compton, Long Beach, Inglewood. Yeah. 
I had a, I have so many crazy stories. Okay. I want the craziest. You know, the donut shop, Randy's donuts in the mm-hmm. movies. Yes. Okay. I sold a policy there with okay. my laptop and the guy was like, dude, what are you doing here? I was, he, he had filled out like an, uh, internet lead and he's like, dude, you got to get out of here. Like <laughs> so, someone's going to rob you and beat the crap out of you. <laughs> like you have a computer. <laughs> and, and then he goes, where's your next, next appointment? I told him, he goes, don't go down that street. <laughs> I'm like, why? He goes, do not get out of the car. Keep your windows locked. And then he like starts pulling his pants down. He's like, I got shot over there. And I was like, but I still went to every appointment no matter what. That was one of your things. That was one of my things. Like, dude, as much never, as I might be uncomfortable, never, I'm never, never ever going to back down okay. from an appointment. So one, I was door knocking internet leads. Yeah. And I was in these crazy, scary uh, apartments. <laughs> and this dude answers the door. And I was a little crazier back then, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're very, yeah, you're much, much more stable now. Okay. You think a lot now. You Google okay. something now. You didn't do it then. Yeah. So I get I, this, like, Dude answers the door and this is like a, you can't get in cause there's a big gate. So you have yeah. to follow somebody in to get in. Okay. okay? And, uh, I get to the door and the guy's like, are you a cop? I'm like, no. <laughs> He's like, is your dad a cop? I'm like, no. I'm the insurance guy. He's like, what the heck? I'm like, it'll just be five minutes. So this guy's super standoffish and, um, I'm like, okay. And he has like a pack of cigarettes on the table. And I I was thinking, okay, I need some common ground, you know? Mm-hmm. I so I was like, can I have a cigarette? Yeah. And he's like, what what kind of insurance agent are you? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I'm just one. Like, he's like, yeah. He's like, do you mind if I smoke like weed? <laughs> like, I don't care. <laughs> he turns on some, some like underground rap music. Yeah. And like we do that, we do the whole appointment. He ends up getting an accidental policy. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. He, I mean, because there's no question. There's no on question that. on that thing. Yeah. yeah. So he qualified for an accidental policy, and uh, dude, it was. And then he started calling his friends. He was like, "You got to come meet this insurance guy. He's so cool." I was like, "Dude, I got to get out of here." <laughs> Somebody can come take my computer. <laughs> yeah. But I think you know what's funny. I'll never forget you saying that to me years ago. You're like, I just don't ever want to be like, as much as it's uncomfortable, I'm never going to make a decision not to go to an appointment. And that can be used in anything. I'm not going to make it. I'm never going to say no based on, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to make sure I do everything I got to do. Um, last thing I want you to, first of all, when you have, have you, have you gotten complacent? Oh, in the bit? many times. Okay. Do you remember the first time you were like, Hey man, like I need to take my foot off. I get complacent. When it happened, what did you do to change it? So I think in this business, um, your agency grows. It's expanding and contracting because the more premium you write, the more things that can go wrong. The more mm-hmm. agents you hire, the more things that can go wrong. So it's it's going to go up. It's almost like a stock. It mm-hmm. goes up, and then it's going to go down a little bit. And those downtimes are when I would get frustrated because you always want to go up. Because you, you always want, want it yeah. to go up. And I'm like, dude, what's going on? So what I learned is that those times are normal. So that that could be on a small scale. It could be a chargeback. It could be you write 10 policies and three cancel because <laughs> that's going to happen. 
um, you hire a bunch of agents and a few quit and you, you deal with problems, right? So what, and sometimes I would go on like dry spells where I couldn't close anybody. But what I learned is when, when think, when you have the, the business goes up, when it goes down a little bit, if you just work harder, you go through that down period faster to get back to the period of it going up. So instead of slowing down with what you want to do, speeding up. And then the other thing I learned is like 90, 90% of this business is in your head. And I proved this like statistically because uh, I had 20, I had 25 appointments in a row and every single person told me no. Okay. So it's impressive. 25 Leads. people in it leads leads face to face too. So I'm and I was like a nice kid. Like I know, I don't remember that. 25 people told me, no, I had glasses. Like I (laughs) remember my glasses. Yeah, I do remember that. So now I was like, dude, maybe these leads suck. I don't know what's going on. Well then I end like my 26th appointment. I got a huge sale and it just like brought me back to life. But then I went 40 appointments in a row. Didn't miss one. And didn't miss one. So I go. Same leads. Same leads. Same type of people. So I'm like, okay, were all of these 25 people in a row just acts? I mean, did, did the odds just work out like that? They, those people were going to tell me no. And then 40 people were going to tell me yes. No, that's impossible. So it is the way I was communicating. No matter what anybody could say, no matter what anyone can say about leads, it was the way something I was doing or some vibe I was giving off that was getting them to say no. Well, I'll tell you what, it's, um, watching what you, what you're doing. I think the thing for me, I I tend to, unfortunately, well, fortunately for us, but unfortunately sometimes since we have so many people in the company, even though people are doing this, we're always growing, you know, not always the rate we want to grow because I want to grow like this, Mm -hmm. you know, but I'm, you know, I, I try never to forget what it's like running an agency because it's your agency. So when it does dip a little bit, you're really frustrated. You know, the company, you're frustrated, but then Mark's doing this, or Mark has a little dip and you're doing this, or Mike has, you know, and it's, 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 we have so many different people and so many different options and stuff going on. And um, to see what you're doing, I think even, you know, post integrity, there's, you can, complacency can, can set in. Oh, dude. And, and for anyone watching, getting complacent sucks. Yeah. It's a miserable place to be. You're miserable when you were complacent. Dude. And it's that thing that people used to say, that a dog in the hunt has no fleas. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, if you are complacent, you're finding things to go wrong. Mm-hmm. And you used to say, if you write, if you wrote 10 policies every week, all your problems, business-related problems, 100%. would go away. 100%. So same thing. 100%. You know? Well, I, uh, I appreciate letting me uh, interview you. You got it, bro. That was thanks great, for doing man. It. Thanks for all you do, Andrew. And thanks for joining us. We'll see you all next week.